Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Romans Empire podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Sam and Andres. But today I'm going to do things a little differently. I'm actually not going to ask you guys how you're doing, because uh, I think I think we're all feeling the same um, after the bombshell news that dropped. So, um, guys... <laughs> just kind of initial thoughts i know we're going to get into it after the man city match but um what do you got for us some well first of all amazing intro zach that was off the cuff i can tell but you nailed it yeah um, well here's the thing i don't want to ask you guys how you're doing because you're gonna be like shitty like everyone else <laughs> i don't know i mean i think i'm i'm more on the i, I don't know i don't want to like discredit the way you guys are feeling right now but i've i'm sitting on the side where it's like it could be big like there's potential for it to be disastrous but um like and i really think that both sides you know the teams that came together to form this super league and you know uefa the other side which being you know uefa fifa all the domestic leagues all of those grouped into one side uh they both have a lot of power individually on both sides and it's really hard to determine at this point you know what is actually going to be the the fallout or the outcome of everything that's going to happen so i'm going to withhold my my like feelings or my reaction like as far as that goes I'm, like we're obviously going to talk about it but i'm not i'm going to hold back on my like this visceral reaction <laughs> to this thing until something more concrete happens like i mean i think UEFA is actually meeting right now. We're recording uh, Friday, or what's it's Sunday evening uh, in the uh, United States. So uh, they're meeting right now, I think, UEFA to discuss what they're going to be doing. But uh, I don't know. Andreas. Very measured. Very measured and, response. Yeah, um, like a lawyer or something like that. I know Andres isn't going to be like that, though. Uh, I'll keep it quick. I'm disappointed and extremely nervous about what this means for world football. Yeah. I share the same uh, could be feeling a world as Andres. Could be a world ender. I'm go- Who knows? Yeah. Just just as a warning, there's going to be a lot of expletives later on. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's a given. Not only because of the successes that Chelsea has enjoyed, but hell yeah. Obviously, you know. Oh yeah. We just mentioned. Wait, we there was a game. We we played a game, right? I totally forgot about that. What was that? <laughs> oh, the FA Cup crazy? semifinals against against like what team was it? It was like a good team too, right? Quadruple oh, chasing Man City. I think they're one of the uh, I think they're one of the yeah. most super teams in Europe. They are a super team. Part of maybe they should they should uh, be a part of the Super League. Um, yeah, but yeah, like obviously there's I think this uh, whole Super League nonsense is probably more of a worthy discussion for right now so i think we're gonna kind of breeze through this even though it deserves a lot more it just doesn't feel 100 percent right or not right but it just doesn't feel like that's what my brain is thinking about right now it's which is so annoying because it like this happening 24 hours like less than 24 hours after we're moving on to the fa cup like you know we also advanced to the semifinals of champions yeah. league within the same week like it really puts a hamper on everything like <laughs> will will this, this be the been... last like will this be the last real fa cup and champions league 
like will Chelsea be the winners of both? <laughs> it should actually be crazy, but Th- um... this should have been the happiest podcast we recorded all season to date. <laughs> sure. Should have been. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go through starting eleven. So uh we'll start off with the capo, uh in goal, Keppa. I called him the capo because he looks like an Italian mob boss uh, with the hair. Hey, um, what are you, hey, a wise guy? Hey, out of my way, tough guy. Uh, so we got the back line, Dave. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Dave, I, Thiago I was, I watched Silva. I watched the Sopranos earlier today. That's okay, okay. Yeah, you get it out of your system. Uh, yeah. So back line, Dave, Thiago Silva, Rudiger. Um, and then our full our wing backs were Reese James and where is – oh, it's Chilwell, of course. Then a midfield pairing of Jorgolo. Everyone knows about Jorgolo. It's a hashtag. It's trending worldwide right now. Um, then we got the front three of Ziyech, Werner, and Mason Mount. Um, Kovacic, uh, again, was injured, was out due to that injury uh, that kept him out of the Champions League uh, matchup earlier in the week, uh, as well as Andreas Christensen. Um, Andreas, let me start off with you. So... Going into this match, uh, did you did you envision an outcome like this? The kind of grind that it was, and just like such a nervy match from from beginning to end. I mean, yeah, I expected it to be far more one sided in the city side of things, and we were gonna have to pick our battles going forward, but. Yeah, the the fact that both teams had to be very cautious when they attacked and very cautious as well defending around the the box. I mean, they both both teams came out not to lose more than to win. And I mean, if we were going to win this game, I knew it was going to be a, a it had to be a clean sheet victory because City's one of those teams that they score once they score multiple times. Yeah, the the fact that it was nervy was not a surprise. I just, I don't know. I just, it was intense for ninety minutes as a fan. You just you couldn't just relax while you were watching. So, wasn't expecting it to be like that, especially those final minutes and the extended time. The ref just didn't blow the whistle. I had the, uh, I had the pleasure of watching the match after I already knew what the score was. I missed it live. I, I was at a baptism, so I watched it earlier this morning and. I, what I noticed was a little different approach uh, compared to Chelsea teams of the past in, in, in cup matches where we actually pressed City as opposed to sitting back against them, which is something different. Um, and I kind of like that approach from Tuchel, honestly. It was a rotated City side. Obviously, they had a few of their starters um, you know, rotate out and a couple of their role players come in, most notably Fernandinho, who should have got fucking carded for a rugby tackle, attempted rugby tackle. I don't dirty know how ass. he didn't get carded. He had a yeah, dirty-ass game overall. He's always, always, he's does against always dirty, man. Always. I, I can't remember a match where Fernandinho didn't piss me off at least four or five times. But um, th- I, I think the thing to note mostly, like I said, is that approach from Tuchel. Um, I I think when you sit back against a team like City and allow them to play with the ball and play with possession, you're, you're only asking for it, dude. Like Andres said, they're not going to score one goal. They're going to score four or five. Um, so you, you tell a really fine line, uh, when you sit back against those guys. So I'm glad we pressed up against them. I think that's the way to go about it. If we play them, uh, in the champions league, if there is a fucking champions league, mm-hmm. 
And there then, will be uh, this, you know, obvi- obviously we be. play them. We do play them again in league. And, and I think this is an approach that we should use again in the league as well, because we did make them uncomfortable in possession at times. Like granted, they're going to have the ball. They're going to pass it around. They're going to make it look easy at times, but we did make it difficult for them more so than other teams. So Zach, there will be a champions league final this year. Okay. Don't, don't over exaggerate it. Uh, yeah. It'll be PSG versus PSG. <laughs> uh i'm not even gonna the whole world that. is burning according to twitter sorry according to you too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does seem like that it's like the whole it world does. the whole world just suddenly decided we're gonna side with fifa and uefa this time i know that they they're a corrupt organization and we hate them all but we're on their side okay those are the I good guys liam I think it was Liam Toomey that tweeted, like, you know we're fucked when FIFA and UEFA are, like, the purveyors of justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that thing that Roach... For sons of regular, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What was the thing something that along Raj... those lines is spot on. I think Raj, Raj tweeted something earlier today. It was, like, uh, it was that... Uh, it, was, it was, like, big credit to the, to the teams that put together the Super League. Uh, it was a big feat to make... World Cup 2020 in Qatar, the second worst phrase ever in world decision. football. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah, second oh, worst man. decision in world football. Uh, so yeah, impressive. That's impressive. All right, back back to this FA Cup match. Um, obviously the one goal uh, that happened throughout the match, another Hakim Ziyech clutch winner. Um, you know, just going through the list, his goal versus Atletico in the quarterfinals. A goal versus Sheffield in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and a goal now a goal versus City in the semifinals of the FA Cup. Um, so there has been a lot of you know discussion about Ziyech, his future with the team, whether there is a future for him, whether he's been told by the Chelsea front office and board that it's probably in his best interest uh, to move him over the summer. Uh, which I don't understand by, but I do think that's a accurate statement at least that he probably has a better future somewhere. But it's just it's just it's a really weird. Uh, I think it's been a really weird tenure for Hakim Ziyech uh, at Chelsea. Um, Zach, how, how how do you kind of put it together that he's having these rough outings and then in between those he's he's putting away clutch goals for us when we need it the most the quality is there i think that's the first thing that needs to be said you know a lot for a lot of chelsea fans the jury's still out on hakeem ziesh and rightly so some of their performances haven't been up to par and we always talk i think the thing we criticize the most on a podcast for is probably him having to build to him having to play himself into the game, um, which usually takes about an hour for that to start happening. Um, but he's a big game player, man. He scored in big matches for us. And I mentioned it on a podcast before, and I got we didn't really dive too much into it. But I don't think it's a coincidence that Hakeem Ziyech finds himself in the box with these opportunities. Now, granted, he doesn't score every single one of them. He finds himself in the right positions. Um, so there's something to be said about that, granted, obviously. The performance as a whole was was decent. I didn't think it was great. He probably could have had a second, or he should have had a second, rather. Um, I think if he makes any touch away from the keeper, he gets around Zach Steffen and he gets a tap in, but he just kind of jumped the gun there. Um, but going to his future, Sam, I, 
it's a tricky one um, because Mason Mount's undroppable. You know, Timo's importance obviously displayed itself against Man City. You know, his ability to get behind the back line and stretch defenses. Pulisic's playing well. You know, it, it, it's tough for him, unfortunately. And, you know, when you have a guy of this caliber, he probably should be playing every single game. You know, the Tuchel referred to him not playing Pulisic as being unfair. I think Hakeem Ziyech's position might be a little unfair, to be completely honest. A guy with that kind of caliber and that kind of quality, um, you know, for him not to be playing as often as he should is kind of harsh. But again, it's a consequence of how deep we are up top. And obviously, it's a good problem to have for us. But um, I think he needs more of these performances before he starts gaining the trust of the fan base and, and most notably Tuchel. Um, for the long term. Andreas, what about you? Ziyech likes to play in the big game. I mean, he scored during his time at Ajax in that run that they made to the semifinals. He was scoring game. He scored against Madrid. He scored against Tottenham. So it is one of those things where the guy likes the big stage. Maybe you know, these, when we play smaller sides or, you know, mid table sides in the premier league, where those guys aren't really looking to play football, that's where he kind of loses his, his ability to make himself seen because everyone's just piling, you know, the, their own box of defenders and, you know, Ziyech isn't the, the quickest or quickest in decision or quickest in speed wise to, to get the ball moving again. So perhaps that's why we don't notice it as much. But, I mean, credit to him to, to continue to perform when, when called upon, especially at this point in the season where, you know, under Lampard, if he was healthy, you expected him to start on the right. But now, we've talked about this now multiple times. For a while, it was Mount Werner plus one. Now that Werner, now it's more Pulisic Mount plus one. And for him to come in after Pulisic played the last two, three matches and for him to be able to do what he did, it's, it's a big deal. So the fact that we can count on someone like Ziyech to not play every week, but when called upon, give us some sort of output is huge. I want to raise a quick question to both of you guys. Um, if those rumors are true, some the ones you mentioned about the club telling him he might be better off elsewhere, what do you do? Do you do everything you possibly can to keep him here? Or no. do you maybe say, hey, we'll entertain <laughs> An offer of course. if it comes at the right price. No, absolutely. I mean, if that's that's. I think a move for Ziyech is one of those rare, uh, best best for both sides kind of transfers, where you know Chelsea obviously are trying to unload players, trying to recoup that the investment that they made, the the big investment that they made this summer, um, and you know Hakim Ziyech was one of those players that they brought in. He is not playing at the same role that he once did at at uh at Ajax and it's probably not enjoyable for him either so i think it's a if if like you said the right price comes i mean even even if we we i mean i, I don't know if it, we necessarily sell him at a loss I, I i forget exactly what his transfer fee was when we got him it was around 20 million right um 35. Uh, 35 yeah 35 sheesh and well, he's 28 uh, now we shouldn't we should say that also we bought him at 26 he's 28 so obviously you know yeah so we take yeah well we, 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 we might sell him for a loss and i think that the team uh, if, if they're smart they won't put too much into that idea 
you know, of like that deal not working out financially because they sold him at a loss. Uh, if it, if it works for both sides, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really envision like a scenario for him next year where we play him a lot more and we raise his price up. You know, we we have a lot of players that we're trying to integrate in, and um, I don't know. I mean, I I think for the right price, it would be mutually beneficial probably for both sides. Andreas, you you do you agree? Yeah, I think he's one of those pieces that you'd be more willing to move because, again, we got Werner, Pulisic, Mount, Cho. Havertz can make do a role at that position. So these hybrid, not fully wingers, not fully central attacking mids, we've got plenty. And Zach mentioned to it, if we keep him a little too long then we just keep losing value due to his age so if a team is really that eager to get Ziyech you have to be willing to listen it's not like you're going to actively shop him around but the offer comes it's a it's it's a double-edged sword because I still feel like you know Tuchel didn't favor him in the beginning and he obviously went on that winning run so it made sense why he wasn't playing but I mean this is a guy and I think we could all agree on it just based on his resume if he gets a consistent run of games he can he pretty much improves almost every top team in Europe am i wrong in saying that yeah i mean he'll he could improve them but i don't know if i don't know if he'll make the starting 11 of every top team obviously but right there would be there would be a lot of teams up there that that could use him like they he's I think, definitely like a, a player that i would i would ex, i would expect for him to be in demand somewhat yeah i i would think um the only scenario which we probably don't consider selling him would be if we move Jorginho, because that would free up Mm -hmm. the spot on the right hand side for more playing time maybe mount drops into the midfield but i'm living in dreamland thinking that i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh all right let's let i'm gonna move uh, ahead a little bit to uh Twitter questions pretty early on, but we kind of want to get through this so we can start talking about the Super League. Uh, yeah. so this one's this first one's about Timo Werner. Uh, this one comes from Colin Prescott. He asks, my question is, who has become more of an impact for Chelsea so far, Werner or Havertz? I know one has played more, so just overall. Me personally, I love both players, but Werner's work rate is amazing. The guy never gives up. I love it. Um... So, Andreas, I'll start off with you. Between the two, which one, what do you say, has been more of an impact for Chelsea so far? Uh, that's a, such a hard question because, like he alluded to, I mean, Werner has played probably twice as many matches. Um, I think I'm going to still lean towards Havertz because we've been getting big results with him, with and without Timo, meaning that we've kind of unlocked a new phase in our attack. You know, that, that Crystal Palace game without Werner, but with Havertz in there, with Mountain Pulisic, just looked so good together. He he can do, he's doing that dual role of playmaker slash striker, where he's getting those two other guys involved. He can interchange places with them. So we feel a little bit more dynamic. So for me, I think that adds more value to the team. 
and and I know that sounds backwards because Timo has the goals and assists, but I could argue that had Havertz gotten that many minutes and played, you know, through thick and thin, he he could potentially have similar numbers. I'm going Timo. Um, I don't disagree. I think I, it, it's obvious. Our our best performance of the season came with Kai Havertz on the pitch, and Timo wasn't wasn't in. So, you know, the question. I don't think the question is who's better, uh, or or not necessarily who's better, but who can contribute more. I think overall throughout the course of the season, Timo's skill set has has helped us more so than not. We don't get that goal against Man City if Timo doesn't have that breakaway pace to get to 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 separate himself from the defender and play that ball across Ziyech. But at the same time, you know, when Kai Havertz has played and when Kai Havertz has performed, he's looking light years ahead of Timo in terms of uh dare I say it, potential. Um so I don't know. I I think it's Timo. I, I agree with Colin. I think my favorite part about him is probably his work rate and his ability to just kind of keep going, even though things aren't going his way. Um, he doesn't sulk like Murata. He doesn't throw his hands up. He doesn't dive on the floor, try to buy cheap fouls. He, mm-hmm. he, 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 he keeps going. So, you know, as much as we shit on him for not necessarily – you know, the whole package, I think he could be commended for his work rate. But again, we're not handing out fucking participation trophies. It's Chelsea Football Club. So if the question was, who would you rather have on the pitch? I think the answer for all three of us is going to be Kai Havertz. Yeah. And shout out to Zach Stefan, by the way. That was a really nice of him to let us score that goal. Uh, yeah. He really came off that line for us. And he, he made great. He, we got an he... American in the starting the FA Cup semifinal, <laughs> and it's not Pulisic. <laughs> And uh, but the good thing about I mean he pretty much made Timo Werner's decision for him pretty easy. I'm just happy yeah. that he he was able to get that ball across and onto mm-hmm. Ziyech's feet because he hasn't been the best crosser. I mean yeah he has he's gotten a couple of assists. I mean what he has is I that, that twenty two actually... goal wait he has twenty two goal contributions this year. I thought it was like nineteen, but still I mean I, I mean it's around the same amount. I thought it was but... I thought I saw nineteen also. But Sam to 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 kind of like play devil's advocate here, his finishing product has been has been shit that without question. Yeah. But when he sets his teammates up, I think he has a lot more composure playing that final ball than he does shooting. Well, yeah, because he's so, he's afraid to shoot the ball. <laughs> He'd really no, no, rather no, pass the ball off. I know, I know, but but what I'm saying is like, if he could find a way to maybe <laughs> translate that composure that composure he has when he's a playmaker into being a scorer, that'd be nice. But I don't think he's as bad of a playmaker as as we're making him out to be. I think he's actually probably he's he, he statistically he's our best, but. I, overall, I think he's one of our better players. I don't know because I when I when I'm when I'm looking back mentally in my head, like at all the misses that Timo's had for us, like I'd say a couple were due to a lack of composure, like him, you know, like using his right foot in a time where his le- like a shot on his left would have been way better. Yeah, but, leaning back. But, and but it's but and... but I don't think I don't think many of his misses were due to a lack of composure. Like he's shot a lot of shots straight at keeper or off target, and he he looks it looks like he should have made those shots, and it's just not going in. So I don't know if it's the composure. He's panic. He's panicking in front of goal. That's a lack of composure. Is he? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if I, I he does not look comfortable in front of goal. Like he's it's not, not scoring. It's not like I know it's that. Not like, yeah. Sam, it's not like his body language looks like he knows he slotted it into the corner. His body language look is like 
is it gonna go in <laughs> i think that's Can just you in? i think that's just you already no, thinking dude. that before he the does ball not even look confident in front of goal i guess i mean no. like no no I'm no i'm trying to defend him the best to, to my abilities think of the pure strikers in the world the lewandowski's the agueros i mean those guys finish with fucking authority like i wouldn't, come, I wouldn't put them the ball in the even goes sentence, into the net sorry. we don't see would, doing i'm not putting those guys in the same sentence as team no team no no i'm just using moment. it as an example i mean <laughs> yeah. you look at your prototypical striker and there's a i mean that's trait number one is that composure in front of goal the ability to be cool in front of the net otherwise what uh, are you doing yeah Let's go on to the next question. This one's from my at Michael No Digits. Uh, nice of you to remove the digits from your name. I love it. Uh, <laughs> can people quit questioning Tuchel's decisions, even if they even if they aren't your favorite decisions? LOL. Uh, so I'll, I mean, you can probably hint or assume what decisions he's <laughs> talking about, uh, mm-hmm. especially if you're on Team Tammy. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, however, since arriving at Chelsea, is the first German manager to reach the FA Cup Finals in the competition's 150-year history. He has the most clean sheets in Europe's top five leagues with 15, and he has zero goals conceded against all of Liverpool, Spurs, United, Man City, Atletico Madrid two times. Not a single goal. I'm going to jump in. Yeah. Zero goals conceded against Klopp, Mourinho, Solskjaer, Pep, and Simeone twice. That yeah. sounds a lot better. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, is, is Michael right? Should we? Do we? Should we at this point just stop questioning what he's doing and accept that he's probably doing the right thing? I mean, is, yes. is that? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is, it's it's not okay to question him anymore. No, I'm just kidding. But... I mean, it's not that it's not okay, but right, just kind of, you know, I at first I was like, oh man, Pulisic's not starting, and then Ziyech scores. So, yeah, I think we shouldn't just go in complete outrage mode because again, this guy's winning games. We're in the final of an FA Cup now. We're in the semifinal of the of the Champions League. We're in a good position to get top four in the Premier League. So everything that He's been has happened. So yeah, I mean, yes, Team Tammy again. Pulisic not starting today. Little things like that can maybe irk you a little bit, but it shouldn't get to the point where you're like, this would have happened if this was selected because he's still getting the results. Yeah, and you know, like one of the things that we were talking about last week about uh, about Timo sitting out for a little bit. Um, we were saying, okay, yeah, Man City, that is not the match to bring him back in. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and Tuchel did, and he looked fine. He played the, the he had the game-winning assist. So, one, that shows we don't know what we're talking about, and two, it shows that even if when they, even when we think he should do something and he does the opposite, it's most likely the right decision. Um, Zach, what do you think about all this? I I agree. We 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 can't question him. Until he gives us a reason right. not to. Yeah. Can't say anything. The guy's done an awesome job so far. Zero complaints. And I'd be and I'd be really happy if he uh if he played out to the end of his contract and beyond. Um I yeah. know it's, it's a what, eighteen month contract, so Help it should us, be a year uh, and a half. But stuff I think it'll be cabinet with super cups. Yeah. It'll be uh <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go on to the next question. This one is from Russell Saunders, my homeboy. He asks, 
Were you encouraging people to watch a different match today? Hmm. What is From what you mean? said last week. <laughs> last oh. week you were like... Because uh, you were saying we should have watched Bayern PSG. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I wouldn't blame people if they change the channel. Oh, yeah. I mean, was there another good match going on at the same time? No, I don't think no. so. So, so no, answer yeah. question, no. If there was a better <laughs> match going on, yeah, I probably would have. Is, there, is that an issue? I don't know. <laughs> but thanks great question uh this one's from at black emoji he says two finals in a row don't tell me we aren't elite whoa wait two finals what other final did we make it to fa cup last season FA Cup. Yeah. oh okay. oh two fa cups in a row you had to remind us of last year i don't want to remember i don't that. remember that i don't remember that i don't remember that match at all uh who, who told you that we're not elite wasn't it you who was trying to tell us that we weren't elite, Black Emoji? Come on, get out of here. He's the we, one we had to question should we watch matches. That was that was him. We had come on, we had to convince you that we were elite. Don't come at me with this question. What is this? <laughs> uh, I mean, did you guys want to answer? No, that's not really a question. Yeah, it's not really a question. <laughs> there actually wasn't. <laughs> uh, all right, this next one is from Blaze Caruso. Shout out to Alex Caruso's cousin. He says, was Fernandinho a prime warm-up for both Casemiro and Ramos shenanigans? In the sense that the next time Mason should hold his face long enough for the VAR to review the incident? Turn up. <laughs> Love you guys. Shout out to Kepa's new Arctic Monkeys hairstyle. <laughs> shut up. Turn up. Turn up. Hey, shut up. to name Alex. Uh, what's his name? Alex, Alex Crusoe's cousin. Blaze. No, 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 no. The singer of... Uh, Arctic, Arctic Monkeys. Monkeys is Alex. Something. Oh, I don't know his name. Alex Turner. Yeah. I like them. They're dope. I used to love Arctic Monkeys, but yeah. uh, let me see. Is, does Alex Turner even do that with his hair? I guess to an extent. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Question still stands. Uh, I think. I think the real yeah. question is how does his cousin feel that we beat his favorite team? Alex oh yeah, City <laughs> right, right, <laughs> dude. One time I went to a, a Lakers game and uh, this I had like special passes and I was able to like go into the like the underpasses of the uh, of Staples Center and Caruso walked by me. It was after the game and he was wearing a City jersey, and I wanted so badly to like make a comment and like give him shit. But I, but I was like, you know, I was like working technically, so I was like, oh, I can't yeah. do this. Like, but I, I had to hold everything back from saying something. But yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious what uh his cousin, what Blaze Caruso's cousin has to say about this match as well. But yeah, go ahead, Zach. Uh, yeah, it, the, the Casemiro and Ramos shenanigans are definitely going to be uh, ever present in both legs if they both manage to finish uh both legs. Um, I don't, I don't know if Ramos is even going to be able to play. He has COVID right now. Yeah. So one, he has to get cleared. And two, we don't know what kind of effect it has, even though he's posting videos of him, like working out in his backyard. Deadlifts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In, in terms of the Mason Mount question, uh, my answer to that is I don't like seeing any of my players roll around on the floor like a bunch of pussies. I like the fact that Mason Mount got up and kept playing. But at the same time, I think VAR has to review something like that. Um, the, the the inconsistency of the refereeing was like was hilarious. I, I alluded to the Fernandinho incident, but I don't want to get too into it. Andres? 
Yeah, I mean, Fernandinho and Casemiro are both in this kind of school of Pepe shithousery. Like, I put them in the same. Like, I put them in the same level. Like, Real Madrid, Arturo Vidal, Dark Arts things. Yeah, Casemiro against Barcelona just a few weeks ago. He had a yellow, and then late to just prevent Barcelona from continuing their rhythm and making a comeback in El Clasico, he legitimately gets himself a red on purpose to stop the play. Should have got sent semis, off against Liverpool. Yeah, yes, he should have. And then in the, the semis a few years back of the Champions League, he did the same thing to Bayern. And, and it's something about wearing that Real Madrid jersey that lets you get away with it more so than Fernandinho. And I mean, Fernandinho's been doing this for years now. I mean, I, I think of the Cesc Fabregas situation, the Chalaba situation. Fernandinho is always in the middle of it. So I think it is a good bit of what to expect. The center mid that's going to come in and look for skin rather than the ball. Our midfielders need to prepare for that. I'm excited, man. Wait, have we talked about... We haven't recorded since since Real beat Liverpool. We wow. have not. Andreas, you want to take like a second to gloat? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll just. Zach's I'll looking away right now. He's not even look. paying attention. I need I, him to be present. Zach, look. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> it's just, I told you, can't. Real Madrid is a more dangerous team. Nobody listens to me that uh, this I, Liverpool team is too beat up. But that, it's fine. I was watching that, uh, and Liverpool looked atrocious that front three i can't it just like i I can't believe it man do they give a fuck they had like five six shots in the box that like in In the first half and neither of them were none of them were on target like what's going on here uh so i don't know andreas when you're right you're right hey uh like i said before zach is probably thinking hey i thought that they were the worst team and we got them that's better for me (laughs) But, uh, you know, to be fair, uh, uh-huh. I still think we're the favorites, even though it's Real Madrid. Call me crazy. But, like, going into that, I still think we're the favorites. And I'm, and, and that's, that's not me with my blue tinted glasses on. I just – I don't think they have enough. I wonder what the odds are. I'll check. But uh, Our defending I'll, I'll... has been ridiculous. So, yeah. I, I don't know. When it, because let, let, let's not forget, I mean, they did play well ac- across both legs against Liverpool, most notably their midfield. But, uh, man, that team goes through their own dry spells. I mean, they've had their own trouble scoring goals, too. So, um, I like our chances. Let's see. Um, yes, Chelsea are underdogs. Uh, slight underdogs in the first leg I'm looking at right now. Just, mm-hmm. just that. I don't know if there's a... If I had more time, I would look up what their odds to advance are. But hey, you according to your standards, we are the favorites. I like that. Um, <laughs> let's go on to the next question. This one is from Leonard Cohen, <clears throat> and I need to clear my voice and get ready for my very formal voice. <clears throat> Dear Pod, with Tammy Abraham's omission from the FA Cup semifinal match day squad against City. And given Chelsea's trophy ambitions, is Tammy good enough to be the Chelsea number nine? I love the word omission. That was a that was a great <laughs> usage of the word omission. Um, and ambition. Those two words rhyme. Um, Zach, Tammy. 
That's your boy, Team Tammy. What's going on here? I know. It doesn't look good for Team Tammy, unfortunately. And, and, and like I said, as long as a team keeps winning games, Tammy's not going to see the field. Um, and to be fair, there's really no reason for him to. Now, that's not to say that I'm rooting against him by any – no. He's, he's one of my favorite youth players still, even though he hardly plays. Um, I just think at this point in time, especially with this manager, it's it's not looking good for him. So, you know, if Tuchel is here for the foreseeable, I I, I said last week, I'm good. I think, I think it might be in his best interest to look elsewhere. Yeah, and to Tammy's advantage, if the Super League things does happen, he can go to another team and go to compete. The best- and he can compete only with Ollie Watkins to be the England number nine because <laughs> Harry Kane wouldn't be allowed to be England's number nine. Andres, so. better than that, he could go and play for the best team in England, Leicester City. Leicester City. <laughs> hey, West, West Ham. Ham. Yeah, hey, don't worry. West Ham's still up there. Jeez, um, man. Uh, what was that? What, who did they say was going to be the cover of uh, FIFA 22? Mark Noble. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to be the cover of FIFA 22, guys. Uh, like Phil ja- oh, no, no. Jagielka's not in the Premier League anymore. He got relegated with Sheffield. So. Oh, Jagielka. I'm just Jagielka's trying to think of, like, the it. most random-ass person. Hey, uh, P- what's his name? Uh, Pookie? Pookie coming Vardy. in next year? Yeah, Jamie Vardy, Vardy for yeah. sure. Vardy is the best player. will be the best player in the Premier League uh, <laughs> next year. People will get sponsored by what? Red Bull. King. Red Bull. No, it's no, it's a, you know, it's King's Power. <laughs> uh so uh let's go on to the next oh this this next question this this is also from leonard cohen dear pod if christian pulisic is captain america then which chelsea players if any are the falcon and the winter soldier oh no (laughs) this is a terrible question for me I don't Andres, know anything. I think this is your wheelhouse, dude. This is, yeah, I don't know okay. shit about Yeah, it. I don't know anything about Marvel. Andreas <laughs> is a Marvel nut, so yeah. let's let's I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah. Okay, so the Falcon right now is being the successor of Captain America, and they're not very different in age, but I guess that would then be Hudson and Doy because he's the next best dribbler for, in terms of you know next and upcoming that can uh, take on players on his own and kind of create something out of nothing. Now, when it comes to the Winter Soldier, hmm? um, I would probably say maybe Mason Mount because he's he can't be the next Captain America because, uh, well, he's not American in, in terms of, you know, the team. <laughs> but thing, in the yeah. movies, Winter Soldier kind of has a bad past and he can't represent those kind of traits. But... Mason Mount's kind of become more of a kind of a straight line killer with the way he approaches the goal. So I would go with that because the Winter Soldier is an assassin. So those are my two picks. Who the hell? Who's the Winter Soldier? What? Who is that guy? That's uh, Captain America's best friend that got pulled out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I saw that. That they mentioned that in like the one of the first movies. I remember this fool. Oh yeah, I'm looking him up right now. Bucky Barnes, right? That fool. Yep. Okay, cool. Got it. That's to- he's totally Mason Mount. He's yeah, spot those on. are my two picks. Zach, have any uh qualms, any qualms with what he's saying or? You I I it? don't know anything about Marvel. If this was a Star Wars related good. question, I'd go Cultured all in. But... Yeah. Hey, 
I saw uh, what's it called? Uh, WandaVision. I heard good pretty. It was really. It. it was really good, and I didn't know anything about. I don't know anything about Marvel, and it was. I thought it was really weird good. time to jump in, but whatever. <laughs> let's let's go to the last question. This one's from Kendall Higa. Uh, he says, "What's what was up with the city ball washing by Twelman, especially when Gundawan came in?" Can I talk oh, about man. this? Twelman was so crazy, man. He said instead of praising the Chelsea defense, it was Man City who were off. Looks like it's back to being the unlikable ones again, which is fine by me. How good was that D today? Yeah, Zach, we can let you answer it. You, we, we allow you to answer every question on this show, so we're not breaking protocol. So go ahead. Well, no, and you love was... talking about that D. I wasn't, yeah. So, so, so first of all, I want to address the D How good was that D first. today? I want to address D. the D. I think the how good was that D today question should be directed at City. Because I think we gave them the D pretty good on Ooh. Saturday. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, but, but but look, I was listening to the match on my way to the baptism. I was stuck in traffic. So, like, you know, I wasn't watching it, but I was listening to the commentary. And I must, I must have popped a few brain cells listening to him, man. Not only the talk about Gundogan, but the talk about Phil Foden. Oh, Phil dude. Foden is a top five player in the world right now. Um, <laughs> excuse me? He's getting subbed in for one of the top five players in the world right now. Because Kylian Mbappe, who is playing like one of the top five players in the world right now. Neymar, who's playing like one of the top five world players in the world right now. Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski. Van Dyke, Holland. The, Holland, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And I could name 15, 20. two Man City players that I would put ahead on that list 100%. Ruben Diaz and, and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, and Gundogan I, I maybe too. I don't – Sam, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why Taylor Twelman has a job. I don't understand why he keeps <laughs> getting these gigs for commentary. It's it makes Americans look like idiots. Right? It That's really what I does. was thinking too. It, it gives ESPN, us such man. a bad look. Yeah, all the ESPN guys for the most part, they give us a bad look. Like even the Chelsea people on ESPN, like Craig Burley, gives us a bad name, and, and he's ex Chelsea. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but yeah. It, Phil, I, I, wait, I, here's I, a real question: Is Phil Foden hmm. a top five player in the world right now? No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> No, he's not. What do you mean, man? man? Twelve minutes said it. Is anybody? Is any? If anybody wants to contest it, hit me up in the DMs. I will not re fucking reply to you. I'm not gonna waste my time arguing that Phil Foden's not. No, he has potential to be. Maybe one day. He's playing really well. He's playing like one of the top five youngsters in the world. You want to make that argument? Go That's ahead. Fine, yeah. But oh my God, Taylor Twelman, give me a fucking break, man. And like, and here's the thing. For 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 commentators, you either have to be a really good talker, like uh like you know um uh who's the guy on NBC Sports? I don't know. Andreas Cantor, for example, or or Andreas Cantor, or, or Andreas Cantor, or Nico Cantor, who are who are just good at talking. They haven't oh, yeah. necessarily played <laughs> the game at the professional <laughs> level, but they can talk and they could speak well. And, 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 and they can and, and they could, you know, add color to the commentary. But Taylor Twelman, what has he done? Where has he played? What are his accomplishments? What has he done with the men's national team? What I I, I don't understand. Andres, I mean help 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 me out here, man. Yeah, I'll uh 
answer the second part of the question, that D was great. And Thiago Silva played with like a broken back. So props to him for finishing the 90 minutes. Rudiger, typical stuff. Aspie was awesome. Uh, Chilwell continues to improve at left wing back. Like Alonso, Alonso who at this point? We used to be like, oh, Alonso's still the better option. I don't know about that anymore. So, I mean, to answer your second part of your question, because I think Zach did a great job speaking about Twelman. The defense was fantastic, and that's going to be how we continue to progress in all of our other competitions. The defense is going to come first. And to kind of address, like, the last thing or the thing you said about how the, you know, the talking about Twelman when Gundogan came in, like, that that was true. Like, when he came in, the match really did change in their favor. And, um, and I mean, I was very surprised he didn't start. He's been probably their most important player this season. But, um, I mean, yeah, we, we did such a great job defensively to really minimize any of their chances. Yeah, as, as Zach already claimed, the D was great. Um, all right, now it's time to shift gears. We got to go into the subject that we all want to be talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's start off by going through Fabrizio Romano's tweets regarding the Super League. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the starting God. point. This is the this is the correct starting point for any uh, discussion in life. You just go through Fabrizio Romano's tweets just to confirm. Um, so, official statement: Twelve football clubs today jointly announce an agreement, uh, an agreement competition, the Super League. <clears throat> Those twelve teams: AC Milan. Arsenal, Atletico, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter, Juve, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Real Madrid, and Tottenham have all joined. So, right now, the stance by UEFA, FIFA, all the domestic leagues, um, they are all opposed to this idea. Um, and the official statement from UEFA is that the clubs concerned will be banned from playing in any other domestic competition, European or international level, and the players could be denied the opportunity to represent their national teams. It goes that far. I mean, they've got friends in in all the right places. Um, so, Zach, I'll start off with you. Initial thoughts in the idea that Chelsea is one of the 12 teams that will be included in this uh, special, I mean, super, super league or whatever the hell it's called. What are we, are we entitled to one of those 12 spots and the rest of fucking Europe isn't? Are we like, I don't understand. I'm to be honest, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm sad. I'm confused. I'm anxious. Um, you're talking about for Chelsea's decision to join in with them and not be left out of this potentially lucrative I'm about competition. My, listen, I think I think this issue kind of well, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I I think it kind of goes beyond just being a Chelsea fan, and I think that's the craziest part about it is we're seeing fans of United, Liverpool, Spurs, all kind of unite and agree that. What are we what are we doing here? What are our clubs doing here? And I I think the disappointment comes from the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, 
money's always going to be the main interest. Um, the essence of football, you know, you, you hear that term essence of football is gone. I think it's true to an extent, man. I mean, you know, players are already earning three, four hundred thousand pounds a week. There's already a hundred million pound transfer fees. Um, you know, and then and then obviously you had COVID happen and all these teams started suffering and, and, and there's all this talk about the pyramid system suffering. What about the lower leagues? Those teams, fans are literally putting money into a pot to keep them afloat. Instead of expanding your pockets and making them bigger for your own interests, because we know that the extra money you're going to make isn't going back into the team. What's the like? It, it, it's just a it's just a shit situation, and you know the 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 irony of it is that UEFA and FIFA are the good guys in this situation, and they put out their statement saying you know there's bigger issues going on. The fact that you're completely disregarding all the clubs that are struggling due to the impact of COVID nineteen. Um, the the timing of the decision. Uh, or of the announcement, rather, the 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 announcement itself, it's just really disappointing. I think the clubs have completely lost sight of this. What's and your issue with the timing? What what what's the timing? What just the fact that we're in a post COVID nineteen? Uh, I mean, there's clubs that are hurting, man. I mean, the teams need money. It's not just these. Oh, we didn't make as much money as last year. Well, guess what? The rest of Europe didn't make as much money as last year. Let's work together and find a way where we can all stay afloat and we can all stabilize the ship so we could get football back to where it was. And I have a question. That conversation, that conversation was never had, and I think that's the issue. But what, I just want to say one more thing before I kind of let Andres and you chime but in really quick. I just, I just have a question about what you said before real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. The, go for it. Go for it. Because the way that it's being proposed by the Super League is that – Domestic play, Champions Champions League and Europa League all stay intact. Nothing has changed. It's just an additional midweek tournament for these teams. So all this talks about, you know, like taking away from the smaller clubs. Like, I, I don't see how this proposal will take away from anything. The only I can thing, explain that. Yeah, that's what I want to. That's what I want to know. Okay. So Andres, yeah, 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 yeah. So so these twenty teams. Upon creating this league, are getting 3.5 billion euro just for creating this league for one. That's three times as much. Uh, Where's that money prize from? Money, yeah, that, that, that money that, is coming that. from the fact that they are creating new matches for themselves. They are creating. Their, they're getting their own sponsorships. They're creating apparently their own platform to to stream and, and distribute television rights. And they are the governing body of this thing on their own. The money is so coming from the brand. The, the money generated for this is not going to be regulated by UEFA or FIFA. It is generated by these 12 founding members, meaning they distribute the money amongst themselves. So the reason you are, you are, you're seeing the, the leagues individually, La Liga, Premier League, Serie A, denouncing this competition is that six of your 20 teams, three to six of them, because it's six in the Premier League, three in the other ones, make 10 times more than the next best team immediately upon just being in this club imagine how much more if they win it once so wafer uh, and FIFA who have been trying to uh, even if they're corrupt and they're awful and we know that they're laundering money for themselves and all that but their whole purpose is to keep the balance with financial fair play and to give these smaller clubs yeah, a fighting chance fair play is a joke 
But, okay, but, but, but they have something that they're trying to put in place. The, the relegation yeah. promotion aspect of it at least gives these small teams the hope and the chance to compete at a big level. Teams like, for example, Barnsley, Morecambe, who we played this week, those guys made like 20% of their revenue by playing Chelsea once. Yeah. Okay, but and how are they being hurt, though, if they're, those if are they're their adding They're being hurt because now you're telling these teams that aren't in the Super League – Everton, for example, how are they going to compete with any team? How are they supposed to break into the top four when all those teams already have 10 times their money to buy players? Like, how are they going to compete to sign instead of having a big quality six? of player? It's, like they're, they're, the gap between the big six and the rest. And I'm going to just keep it financially. They not only like. We talk about like the depth of our team right now. If you add another competition, so we're adding now a fifth competition, we will need 22 starting 11 quality players. And these teams will have the money to pay each and every one of those players 500K a week. Sure, yeah. What player, what player out there is not going to say, yes, let's do it, instead of, you know what, I'm going to get more playing time at Everton to – get sixth place in the Premier League because that's like the new best thing because there's no way we're going to beat Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Man United. So, that's that's the, thing the is, issue here. The yeah. monopoly of, of, of not only the money, but now monopoly of the trophies domestically if the, these leagues allow these teams to stay there is nuts. Like there will be – like if we complain today that leagues like La Liga only win with Real – Barcelona and Atletico Madrid or Syria is only Juventus like those complaints are real and and there is elite elitism in these leagues but this super league solidifies that dominance forever right this is the this is the darkest shit that has ever happened in football and and and, and basically what Andres is saying uh is you think the disparity between the rich and the poor is big now? Wait till this happens. This is something that if it does come to fruition the way it's been proposed to us, the way we understand it right now on Sunday evening, football's never going back. And those teams that aren't one of those big 12 get left in the dust forever. Now, the bigger issue here is that they've lost sight of what the clubs actually are. The clubs aren't the board members. They're not the suits. They're not the people without Twitters or no faces. They're not the people that aren't doing the press conferences or anything like No, they're us. They're the fans. They're the players that wear the badge. They're the ah, traditions. Get that corny shit out of here, bro. No, you're not, you're no, not negotiating no, no, the no, no, transfers. No, 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 no. You're not building Here's the team. The they're no, no. building it. Finish. Come on. Get let out me of finish. here. Are you what are you finish? doing? What are you doing, Zach? I'm just like, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No. Okay. Serious. On, on, a, on a really serious note, yeah, though. Yeah, go ahead me i'm gonna go on record saying this i have zero interest in this super league none you because won't watch there it is no you wouldn't watch you it? cannot you cannot tell me That's that bullshit. this league is gonna be the best of the best without Bayern munich without they will paris, they're joining without paris Bayern's joining Bayern no, munich's joining no so i'm when you look at european knights you look at some of the most famous european knights for, for clubs all across europe they didn't even happen against teams like that. Look at our night against Napoli, Ivanovic's goal. That's one of the most special nights in Chelsea's history. None of those – Napoli's not going to be part of those of that big 12. These smaller teams Champions League make, will still happen though. These smaller teams 
Dude, it, it, it's like we have we have we have an EFL of, Cup and an FA Cup. It's like they both happen at the same time. Like, does does the magic of the those EFL are, those are so Cup different. not exist? Those are magical because the little happen? boys. So um, the magic of those is that the little boys get a chance at winning it. They get to step up to the plate <laughs> and swing the bat three times and strike out. Diff- just because there's an additional tournament doesn't mean it it, it ruins no. the lust of the there's, other ones as well. We're not That's even, what I'm saying. We're not even, at, we're it, not even it, it talking about hap- the fact. It still will happen. We're not even talking about the fact that there's no relegation or qualification for this tournament. The teams that's, are there. They're going to be soft. there every year. So listen, That's very soft. If, I don't like that. So let's say Chelsea sacks Frank Lampard and we're in the Super League season. Now we can take the L the rest of the season and quote unquote rebuild like we see a lot uh, like we see happen a lot with American sports where your team basically sucks for two or three years so you can rebuild your roster and create a team that's going to dominate for five years. Also, you could just rinse and repeat the cycle again. We're in danger of that also. Complacency from these clubs. They're going to be making the money either way. Are they really going to be caring about winning? No, because they're going to be playing all of these extra games. The point is the footballing footballing people aren't making these decisions. These are all – I refuse to listen to or believe any argument other than this decision was only based on money. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm not buying anything else, and nobody could convince me otherwise because what is football? It, it was fucking recess. It, kicking the ball around for 15 minutes with your friend, and when you score, you run around like an idiot screaming goal. That's the bare bones of what this is. It's not money. It's not multimillionaires in suits with fancy watches riding on yachts. It's it ha- it's not that. But unfortunately, it's turned into that. And like you, you hear that quote, uh, football's a poor man's game that was stolen by the rich. 100% true. Never more true than today. And, and like the thing that Andreas was sorry, – sorry, Andreas, but like the thing that you You're were good. talking about how I, – I think that this might – kind of uh multiply or uh, expand on the whole xenophobic kind of thing because you know you take a look at all of these owners they're all foreign owners um you know a lot of them american yeah most of them american a handful of them yeah right exactly like you know it's liverpool i mean tottenham is the only team of those six that is owned by by someone who's british or a group of british people right I, i forget who owns tottenham but uh it's, it's uh so i think that was when i saw that i was thinking like oh yeah i mean these guys really don't give a shit about all that you of know course they, not. they are the American model. you know exactly. the nfl plays the 32 teams every single year nba same teams every single year mlb same teams and and that's not football but and, and I, I know you joked with zach making it all about the emotion i'll i'll, I'll keep my stance a little bit objective so the decision was made by the owners. Here's what they didn't think about. Their players, number one, now play for England. Let's say, let's say, let's put it in two situations. We don't get banned from the domestic leagues. So you're telling me now that these players need to play a fifth competition if they're part of Chelsea Football Club. We were worried in the past 10 days that Pulisic would break in half if he played three <laughs> matches in a row. So now you're trying to tell one. me that in 10 days he could potentially play five games. So I'll start there. So these players, these, these players are no longer human. They're supposed to be just entities that create money because their bodies, I guess, can't break. They're not going to be able to rest. So, so that there's that. Now let's put it the other way. Let's say there are sanctions. You're telling me that these players for Chelsea, for Real Madrid, for Barcelona, for 
the 12 teams that agreed that they're totally fine with renouncing their national team's careers. Mm-hmm. Pulisic, who missed out on a World Cup in 2018, is not going to participate in Qatar and has zero dreams and hopes of lifting the World Cup for the USA. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Ramos uh, playing his last World Cup match. He wants another crack at it. Tiago Silva wants another crack at Thiago it. Tiago Silva said he wants to make it back again. Messi yeah. and Ronaldo, neither of them have a World Cup. They were trying to get one more. Mm-hmm. So if FIFA and UEFA keep their stance, which at the end of the day, like they could if they wanted to, like these, the, the owners didn't think of the players by making this decision. Uh, and and that, this is what c- could mean, specifically for Chelsea. We're a Chelsea podcast. The core young group of players that we have can say, fuck this. We want to play in the World Cup. I'll go to Everton mm-hmm. and make a little bit less money, but then I can represent England. I can represent the U.S. I can represent Germany in, in the next World Cup because today the World Cup still, mean, still means something. And this we wouldn't Super even League blame them. Nothing right now. It is an idea, yeah. and it's – a mini tournament that's mm-hmm. just like the Champions League. It's only that you picked less teams. So you and your 12 other rich friends decided to make a little club. Like, <laughs> so there's that. Then I'll <laughs> go to the fans now. And I'm going to put myself in the shoes of an English fan that has been a season ticket holder for 20 years. And every other weekend, I travel to Newcastle, wake up at 2 in the morning so that I can make it to the early kickoff, Chelsea-Newcastle at St. James's Park. If Chelsea's no longer allowed to play in the FA Cup, these or in the, F, in the Premier League through the FA, there is no trips away because you're not going to fly to Atletico Madrid in Munich and somewhere in Italy every other weekend to catch Chelsea home and away. The idea of supporting Chelsea and, and, and making it to every single match when you're an English fan is dead it that idea is long gone unless you are part of this millionaire elite that can travel whenever you want however you please and work and at spare change to your level of salary or whatever so the fans not thought about because the fa you listed it does not want to allow this to happen because then again it screws up their whole scheme of how they distribute money for the lower end groups, the teams that get promoted, et cetera. And here's the thing. My, my, there's so many layers to this, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint one, but I'm just going to touch on the hypocrisy aspect of this. This is the, this is the big 12 right now. Let's rewind 50 years. The big six in the premier league, Nottingham forest, Aston Villa. I, I, I don't even know who else. I wasn't around right. back then, but but you guys get well, the Arsenal, point. Arsenal, probably back there, United. Yeah. This, the beauty of football is that, man, United sucked at one point. We sucked at one point. Everybody sucks at one point. There's these cycles, and that's what's so beautiful about it. Is that, And it gives you hope as a fan as well. And my, <laughs> Wait, but just to like add more to what you're saying – yeah. Arsenal and Tottenham are in the Super League. Like, no, no, not that's all that, you have dude. to say. City has What's... never even stepped foot in a Champions League final. Right. They just have money today. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> They only have domestic success. 
they yeah, are we, nothing in the European stage at this point. And, we, and I know we, I come from been, a high horse because Chelsea has won a Champions League, but the, at the end of the day, we have. We were we were in that position that twenty years ago too, though. Like you know, like but like twenty years has passed, and now we're you know solidified as a, as a great club. Like it, it's 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 adding more to what Zach's saying. How things change so much, you can't lock in those twelve teams forever without no relegation. That's that's that's, that's the crazy part. I don't like that's that. what's disappointing. That's what's disappointing about Chelsea copping on board with this. Is like wow we really have that big of a fucking ego to think that we have a god-given right to be one of these 12 teams when oh come on we do deserve to be up there you think that no, we, we do. if we you think we deserve there, to be but, up there Zach, but, come but on, like, don't tell me that you don't think we deserve everyone has a selfish economic reason behind this and, and chelsea yeah. and city saying oh we don't need the money then don't join it because join. barcelona i get it they are deep in shit worth of debt spurs and arsenal I get they it. it They're sure. seventh and ninth in the Premier League. They can't fucking no, qualify up about the Champions League. So oh, like, this is also like, and Liverpool even this year couldn't qualify for Champions League. Like, this is so selfish because now you have a team like West Ham who is making a push for it, and you're telling them, oh hey, by the way, next year Champions League doesn't mean shit because we're going to the Super League. So yeah. the chance of you proving yourself against the big dogs in Europe tainted. Sorry, well, you don't well, have enough money to make money like we do. Sorry, buddy. Rich get Som, richer. Some from a legal perspective, I mean, like, what, obviously there's a lot of lawyers involved in this, or there's going to oh, be. Yeah. So, like, I'd love what's to the... draft the bylaws of the Super League. That would be sick. <laughs> yeah. well, what? what about this? What? Before the, the Super League even starts, like, television contracts that were built yeah. upon the top six being part of the Premier League or these teams being part of Champions League, because CBS just took over for Champions League, like, what are these networks? How much power do these networks have to dissolve that? Oh God, TNT is going to take over coverage for the Super League. I'm definitely not watching it if that's Bleacher the case. Report no, no, like, or Bleacher Report, those. excuse like, me. Does does CBS or NBC Sports or ESPN Plus yeah. at this point have any right to dissolve contracts by losing the reason they're making money for views? Because these top teams would I'd not have to be look part at the contract. Well, well, what I was going to ask Sam was like, what's the first layer that you gotta peel back here legally is it the sanctions like do they tackle that first is that going to be their first argument is like wait okay the sanctions that fifa and uefa are putting on us from the perspective of the 12 big clubs i'm speaking from um so the sanctions fifa and uefa are putting on us oh we can't play in their tournaments is that legal is that going to be the first thing that you think they tackle you're saying that if or they the ban them from the competition like and and the, the league goes forward like yeah. How would yeah. they? Assuming how would they try to fight? Forward and they okay. get banned. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, it's so that that is crazy to think about because it's an international thing, you know, like like putting on my legal hat, like thinking about so what juris what juris what jurisdiction this would even fall under. Like, can you imagine? I mean, it, it's it's pro probably the sporting pro commission. Yeah, but like. This is like an antitrust kind of thing. Like, can you imagine? Right. Like, it's UN. Like, the UN gets involved, and it like goes to like the UN courts in Geneva or whatever the hell they are. Dude, there's like, a lot. That would be well, crazy. It's there's crazy because technically FIFA is the governing body, but because these guys are operating outside of them, like, who governs them? These guys well, created they their own footballing self Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like, should they release an NFT. I'll be down. 
Like they just started the, the their whole own thing, fucking pla- like yeah. It's there's a rumored quote. The whole thing is that this was created by the rich and and they may not get to play the World Cup. And and Florentino Perez at Real Madrid allegedly said, "Fuck it, I'll make my own World Cup." Which I'd be and down the man for. Is probably dead serious. <laughs> I mean, are you, would, would you be opposed to a World Cup not run run by FIFA? I, I don't know. But, I mean, same obviously shit. I'm joking. It's gonna be the yeah. same uh, shit, different, foreign... different face. Like, yeah, who? Yeah, who would be a better regulator? Just as corrupt, like, like, like right, exactly. I agree. Yeah, like 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 they they they. they first of all, it, it can't be self-regulated. Second of all, if you bring someone in, like. Who are you going to determine to do it? How are you going to make sure that they're independent? Non-biased. Right. Yeah. How are you going to ensure that they're independent? That. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It sounds a. It sounds like an impossible task and one that will 100% lead to self-dealing and you know self just like completely self-interested deals. But like, I mean, it will. In my opinion. Yeah. Go ahead. This has the same vibes as the Club World Cup, dude. I mean, this is Club just World a Cup money grab. Like a four... Nobody the Club gives World a shit Cup about is FIFA, that. though. The That's South Americans FIFA. do, to be fair. Brazilians and, and... Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, well, okay. Even better then. That tournament actually has, like, as stupid as that tournament was 24 hours ago, now that tournament has value <laughs> compared to this, man. Like, <laughs> th- th- there's no added value to it. Like, going back to what I was saying earlier, Bayern Munich's been the best team in Europe. Granted, they just got knocked out. Yeah, they, but they didn't have Lewandowski, whatever. But they've been the best team in Europe the last, what, 18 months, I think we can yep. say, right? They're not even in this. So how can you make a tournament and say, we are going to decide these 12 te- out of these 12 They're teams, one of them acts. will be the best team in Europe every single year? Because we said so. Yeah. But Bayern Munich's not here. Paris isn't here. Ajax isn't there. You have all these other all these other smaller clubs who make the final every few years and wind up with these surprise stories. You're not going to have the Mourinho Porto teams anymore. That doesn't exist. You're not going to have uh, your miracle stories or your or your hipster teams. You're not going to be able to watch auto, it like it, it just sucks. It sucks. And also, it takes the fun out of watching your team play against Real Madrid or Barcelona once every 10 or 15 years. Now yeah. you're going to watch them play every single season. It's going to suck the joy out of it. The players are probably not going to give a shit because now you're going to have these teams taking a backseat one season because they're rebuilding yeah. for next year. And Oh, yeah. Ramos is injured? Let's sit him the rest of the season because it doesn't really matter where we finish in the league. And, and another thing is like the argument is like, oh, well, the Champions League's still there. They're going to lose money. So these teams that need qualification to fund themselves for improvement – that money's no longer going to be there, and and let's say it is, this Super League has going to ha- is going to have so much more money than you can win the Champions League five times in a row and still not get a fucking ten percent of what those other guys are making. Yeah. Like it devalues everything else. It devalues what's arguably the greatest tournament in sports, which is the World Cup, because you're telling me that I'm not going to get to see Messi, Best Ronaldo, players. like. like are you kidding me? Like Andres, top... Andres, we get sad when 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 a when one player on one team gets injured and we can't watch yeah, them in the World Cup. Right. Like if Mueller went down for Germany, we're all like bummed out for a day because we're like, dude, like we're not gonna see Mueller play for Germany. Yeah, and now, and it's, now we're it's not gonna sucks. see. Are you telling me no Pulisic, no Thiago Silva, no Sergio Ramos, no Eden no Hazard, McKinney. no Kevin De Bruyne, no? What? Are you yeah, kidding me? It's it's a mess. It's a mess. And and if in this whole like mission of improving the quality of the game and the distributing 
finances of the footballing pyramid. If that was the driving force of this, this group of 12 teams would have sat down with UEFA and done this in-house through UEFA, which from the beginning, and I get it, reforming the Champions League is a tough battle, but this is like straight up seceding from a nation. And if, like, <laughs> let me it. say, te- yeah, like Texas decides that we're done. We pull out of the U.S. Are we going to expect the U.S. to help us build an economy? Are we going to expect the U.S. to like, hey, our passports, are they still valid? No. The U.S. can turn their back and say, you left deuces. And that is what UEFA and FIFA are doing at this point. And I don't blame them for that stance. Because, again, these 12 clubs who do have a lot of power in world football could have used that power in-house, could Mm -hmm. have gone through the correct means to create this. The funny thing about that is that they literally just agreed on the new format of Champions League by expanding the play. It was going to be like 30-something. 30 yeah. yeah. I remember, and, and, I and this is, this just, is they just agreed. be a bad thing. No, I mean, it, another, it's like, going to knockout stage. Yeah. No, but it like that's the thing. Like they these teams they that were that were, you know, it's it's what the European like footballing Easy commission or, or yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you know, these teams all are represented in this group and they okayed on this deal. And then they went along and did what Andreas was saying and, 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 and said, Champions League isn't good enough. We need another one. And, again, and they they, just even after okaying it. So yeah, that's like, the funny oh, part. Hey, but... here's a tournament with more games. So there's going to be more money for everyone. And these 12 teams were like, oh, that's not more money, as much money as I can get. So I'm. <laughs> jump and ship like dude that's the free like, market guys, though, how guys. about how we haven't even talked about the branding what what kind of windows 98 bullshit was that wix, branding wix is that the website that does websites oh for my you? god dude that that honestly looked like one of those pre-made templates when you were first learning how to use powerleague.com literally that's it the superleague.com it has three tabs and it scrolls down to give you their mission statement and how the league works and that's mm-hmm. it you said and thirty billion dollars, right? That's how much they put into this. <laughs> Three point five billion per oh. team. So yeah, over thirty billion is how much they're supposed to generate. My thing is like, this is so poorly thought out that all I see here is format and press release. It doesn't tell me. They definitely did not expect. I didn't even FIFA see the website. I'm looking Wait, at it's it now. This is Superleague.com. This isn't. This the isn't real. Superleague.com. The... This is actually their website. This is the website. This is it. Like, this is it. Wow, not bad. My high school had a nicer website than this. Like my issue with this is that is the branding. Yeah, me too. (laughs) If you're so smart with all this and and you think this is so great, how did you not see the outrage coming? No, (laughs) they did for sure. They knew it was coming. Well, but but you really think that like I don't see FIFA and UEFA like. It's just saying, oh, wait, no, we need your money. Okay, do what you want. Like, I don't see that happening whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And and again, we the, the timing of this, it was supposed to – the Super League was proposed for 2023 initially. That makes way more sense because it's the cycle, the starting of a cycle for the next World Cup. Yeah, Players are going to have to decide whether they jump ship or not this summer if this is happening as, as how it's been said. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to go represent their team in the Euros and then have to make that decision immediately after. Or, or some, let's just put it this way. Erling Holland, the most sought-after name right now in, in world football, he did a tour of Europe right now. 
if this these news even got slightly leaked to his agent, the fact that he's asking for 400k a week makes a hundred percent sense now because homie knows that he has to denounce Norway to play for the very best. Yeah, and he knows those teams are going to get pumped with 3.5 billion yeah. each. Or, or let, let me phrase it this way: Hansi Flick leaving Bayern mm-hmm. for Germany. The timing of it. Maybe he thought, oh, if I get involved with someone joining the Super League, I won't be allowed to manage the national team at some point. Or he might take a job for one of the Super League teams because he knows they got $3.5 billion. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's insane. Mino, Rilo, M- Mino Raiola, he knew what was Licking his down. chops. He's he, like, has, he has got inside sources. He uh, knew he's going to raise his commission to 30% after this, man. Maybe. Like, it's, so, it, it's so going to be the richest man in the world. Again, like thinking, thinking this and how this affects Chelsea, and, and now this is now a whole nother level. You're telling Chelsea, who uses the Carabao Cup to play the young players, that those guys get zero minutes with the first team now because the, only, the potentially only competition they have is a 15 to 20 team league that was supposed to be in tournament style, so it might not even be a full season's worth of matches on its no, own. No, it's not. Guys, we're not even yeah, it's it's we're we started this discussion talking about it as if you know, we were still gonna be allowed to play in a league. Like there's still a possibility that even if the Super League doesn't go through, just the fact that we went behind FIFA's back, there's there's gonna be punishment. Yeah, I don't know. They're not, because, yeah, because, Zach. What punishment as in what? They're not gonna allow no, us to no. compete, they're gonna they'll no. die. No, I don't think I don't think they're not gonna allow us to compete. I think there's gonna be you know some sort of like a fine point deductions. Oh no! Oh, point de- no point if deductions. Us, look, look, that would be unfair. Everybody that would be unfair, saw Gary Neville's rant today. They can go I'm fuck just themselves. Gonna... That'll be a flex. No, look, look. It, 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 going to like Gary Neville's rant, you saw that, right? I think yeah. everybody has at this point. I I, I just want to go on record. I agree with everything he says. And and as a Chelsea fan, and like he said, as a United fan, like he wants to see his club do. Buy the best players and make the most money and win the most trophies and be the best team. Everybody wants that. But what this is doing is it's taking it, – it, it's it's just you're tearing the heart of football out. You know, what is football without those lesser teams? You know, we look at this weekend. We didn't even mention it when we were talking about um, – the, the, we didn't mention it at all. West Ham lost to who? A Newcastle fighting relegation. Newcastle. That shit is not going to happen anymore. Those clubs are not going to have the money or the financial capacity. It, it's 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 not going to matter. We're not even going to have to worry about qualifying for a Champions League because no matter what, we're going to be playing in this European Super League. Now this is going to be prioritized. We're not going to sign up and put our and stick our necks out there and co-sign this European Super League if we're not going to prioritize it as the most important elite European competition. That's the whole point of this. That's the, the I mean that's that's their whole focal point of of their branding is like these are the best teams in Europe. No, it's not. I don't see Paris. I don't see Bayern Munich. I don't see Ajax, who historically is one of the best teams in Europe. I like. I, it's just a disaster. And 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 and, and I saw, I heard something funny today. Like Tottenham Hotspur and, and Arsenal, they they haven't won Champions Leagues and this and that. Well, like, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure Nottingham Forest has won a European Cup. Two. Shouldn't they be in this? <laughs> they you know, won like, two. Man City has never even made it to a final. Like, 
Again, yeah. the, the reasoning behind this elite of elite, like I get out of the 12 founding clubs, to be fair to the 12 clubs, mm-hmm. 11 have made it to a Champions League final since 2004. The only team that hasn't is Man City. Look, look so, these are all so top you're, clubs. You're picking, you're sure. picking good clubs. Yeah, sure. But the fact that, like, why couldn't this have been a pitch to UEFA? Like, hey, UEFA, you have a ten window, ten year window, every four years to pick the top performers of your tournament to be part of this, and then that way it's not a forever membership. It's mm-hmm. what have you done for me lately? And it's based on just Champions League, not on league standing. Because, again, a year like the one Liverpool is having happens to everyone. So that way you can keep this kind of like elite club running outside of performances elsewhere. Like, again, I just don't understand why these rich fucks decided to do this outside of the, 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 uh, the scheme of what UEFA has built already. Like... UEFA and FIFA, again, very corrupt. They have money that they keep for themselves. Great. But at the end of the day, they're they're, they're trying to make it – it's supposed to be an open – at least make you feel like you have a chance. Even though the money disparity is always going to be there, the level of competition, yes, you know, Real Madrid is supposed to beat the shit out of Lokomotiv and shit like that. Like that's supposed to happen. But sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes – Porto wins the Champions League. Sometimes the 2012 version of Chelsea wins the Champions mm-hmm. League. Sometimes t- fucking Tottenham makes the final of a Champions League. Should I do? I need to say more. How like, about Tottenham and Ajax make the semifinal? Yeah, it's you know, just you had two teams not... that didn't even have a shot. That like, it's it, it's outrageous, man. It's crazy. And you know, the thing I always try to explain to my to my American friends that aren't necessarily soccer fans or that don't understand, you know, the way the European game is structured with promotion and relegation and having a table and the point system and score, all of that stuff. I always flex on them and I always say, like, that's the one thing we're missing here, you know, it, it is that structure. Sports in general would be so much more fun to watch because it'd be so much more unpredictable. You wouldn't have, you know – you know, I, I'm a Laker fan, but so obviously I celebrate the success. But at the same time, like we do win a lot. The Yankees win a lot. The Dodgers are dominant a lot. You know, the Red Sox, you know, big name sports franchises, the Patriots. The, these teams it, yeah. are always on the top. It's boring. <laughs> it's fucking boring. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mention the Clippers on purpose, but Thanks. No, it, All right. hey, l- l- I think we should wrap this up. But I want to kind of give, give a final thought. Um, I don't think this is going to go through at least not this year or for the next couple of years. Like, I think that like there won't be any punishments. There won't be any, you know, like expulsions or bans from any certain competitions or anything like that. Like, but it will bring, it will bring these teams and UEFA to the negotiating table. And I think there's going to be some sort of change in, in champions league as far as like how the payments are are sent out but i don't know it, it's it's, it's so yeah. you know about this more than i do in american sports don't they set rules for a certain amount of years and they call it like a collective bargaining agreement yeah is but that that's that, that is? yeah cba but that's that's just due to like the players association being unionized you know got it got it and no hey maybe that's an outcome of this too the players can oh god what if oh, the players god, come up crazy. and say screw this nobody told us we were gonna be doing this like you can't tell me i can't play for my country like things like that like 
we I was that's gonna mention that, that, I was gonna mention that because one thing we haven't seen is any of the players talk about any of this their so, group texts are going nuts like they're yeah, they uh, right now I'm not yeah. gonna, they're not gonna speak up against their clubs until they have enough voices on the same side so they're exactly. probably testing the waters there the only player because i dug through twitter all afternoon that i've seen speak on it is wesley fofana for Leicester, yeah, and that's because his that. team's not his team's not even in this thing so he has every he just right like a, to like a, this down like an smh emoji pretty much yeah he started uh-huh. liking all these other posts but um one last thing that I think is like the the only thing that can save this for if it doesn't happen now that can f- prevent this from happening in the future. The Bundesliga has the 50 plus one rule and, and the 50 plus one rule states that the majority of the club needs to be public owned. Love mm-hmm. that. 51% of every club. So Newcastle fans are trying to do. Including RB Leipzig, which is why they're not called Red Bull Leipzig. They're rosin ball sport. 51% needs to be public owned. That means that the majority vote of the, if the fans or the, the trustees, whatever you call it, whoever represents the public is the all in the same supporters camp, trust. It would be, they would be the majority at, at every point. That's I would, that I can am save, on board, man. That could be the only thing that can save something like this from happening in the future. Because again, mm-hmm. There, there's a reason, and, and like now I'm, it sounds like I'm gonna be giving props to these people. There's reasons these guys are millionaires is because they have drive and they find a way to make money, and I can't blame Snakes, them for that. Bro. But that's still why they're <laughs> at the point they are. That's why they're the presidents of these clubs and the owners of these clubs is because they yeah. keep looking for ways to get bigger and richer and stuff like that. So they are gonna just because they maybe fail this time to to get their way done doesn't mean they're gonna fail next time because again this is why they have endless amounts of money. So Man. there needs Smartest to be fools. a way – exactly. There needs to be a way to, to to fight that back. And unfortunately right now the fans don't have a damn say in it. And and the only thing I can think of is if, if they come to – they have to either come to a table and discuss this or legitimately the players just all in unison decide they're not playing because otherwise – Nobody would blame them. The, the owners would still have all the power here. And, and that's what I fear right now, that unfortunately the power is in the hands of these 12 clubs. Yeah. I mean, I think my closing thought, um, I wouldn't blame people uh, for hating Chelsea. Now, now when people tell me, oh, fuck Chelsea, I, I'm going to be like, I don't blame you. <laughs> I completely understand hey, if you're you, a fan of an – I'll if you're that. a fan, listen, if you're a fan of another team that isn't one of these big 12, you you have the right to hate us at this point, uh, just based on that. And then the other thing is, um, this is the Romans Empire podcast, where all we it do is. is talk Chelsea and talk shit about Chelsea. our namesake. <laughs> Never. Why would we? I do mean, that? we haven't mentioned it, but I mean, come on, guys. What? At the what end of do? the day, at the end of the day, who's it profiting? The homie, the big homie. The big homie. Romy so, G. We have to keep that in mind. So, whew, this is a heavy one, but uh, I think we got through it. Sam, I mean, did, did you want to say anything else before I, I already gave my final thoughts? Send us off into the sunset, please. Well. 
Um, just for the record, I don't think this is going to happen either. I think eventually they're going to come to some sort of agreement. But um, it just kind of sucks that our name was dragged through the mud in this. But uh, yeah, um, so next week, hopefully we'll have a happier podcast. Um, but regardless... Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tuesday. 48 hours. Um, so make sure you guys are keeping your eyes peeled for that episode. We're going to be recording um, that evening. Uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, at uh, Romans Empire Pod, uh, that's the same uh, for our Instagram as well. Um, and until next week, keep the blue flag flying high.